Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. The dream run continues. The Gonzaga Bulldogs stay undefeated and go to the Sweet 16 for the sixth straight year. The Zags beat Oklahoma 87-71, 28-0. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. I literally think they could handle anything. Shipwrecked on a deserted island, <laughs> and they'd figure it out. Who's going to beat this Gonzaga team? Team, team, team. The Michigan Wolverines. Michigan wins it to advance to the Sweet 16. The Wolverines over LSU, 86-78. They will continue in the 2021 NCAA tournament. I said that it is what it is, man. I got a plan to be rich. Let's go. Tuesday, New York City, Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Barton Hahn kicking it with J. Will once again. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the show appear on the Goodyear Hotline. You fired up this morning, I'm just, gi- I'm just giving the clap to my boy Keyshawn, who's on the West Coast right yeah, now. Trojans. <laughs> it's been a year of L.A. Respect. Yeah. My Duke team didn't make the tournament, mm-hmm. but this year we had the Lakers win the NBA championship. We had the Dodgers win the World yeah, Series, I'm, I'm and we it. have USC making it to the Sweet 16. Respect to you, Andy Enfield, and respect to you, Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah. Much love to you, brother. I'm rooting for you guys now. Yeah, I agree. You got yeah, the football school. B12 in that kangaroo pouch on yeah, your shirt. Same. <laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> All fired up. By the way, Bart, we both said when he walked in, swole, man. <laughs> That's because I'm retaining Somebody did water. some curls today? I'm a, no, I'm you doing the Herschel Walker nah, workout? Nah, what man, you man, doing? Some curls, Commercial breaks? I'm, retain, I'm retaining water, man. I'm going to be high sodium. <laughs> yeah. Too much sodium in my diet. I'm retaining these pump. We call those popcorn muscles. I've just seen that neck shrink. It shrinks so fast. The, uh, the traps lead right into the right into the jawline. Hey, man, it's, it's pop, popcorn muscles, man. I'm retaining water right now. It's, I'm back on creatine. I'm going old school. Oh, no. Here oh, we no. go. Make the sure creatine. you drink plenty of fluids. Hydrate, as they say. All right, let's get to Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And I'm going to get... Straight to it. Guys, Gonzaga or their field, all right? That, that's the question because we are at that point now. The fun part of the tournament is over, everyone. The first weekend is past. This is where you get your upsets and your Cinderella's and all these cute little stories. And then it gets real. After here, six, week 16 going forward, now you start looking at it and you start saying, who has a legit chance to win the championship? A legit chance. And as we watched all these games and we see all the storylines and all the flaws in every single team, Jay, that's why I asked that question. Gonzaga or the field? If there's ever an environment for the Zags to finally no longer be the bridesmaid, this would be the environment. This would be it. Run the table, win the championship, and finally get that that long-awaited crown that you've been waiting for because if they don't do it this year, Next year, when it's like, hey, Gonzaga's good again, I'm like, I'm not even going to pay attention. You see, you're parachuting into college basketball, and I, re- I respect that. Are you calling me a casual? <laughs> well, it's, it's okay to be a casual. casual. Yeah, casual. I'm, I'm a casual fan of a lot of other sports, right? But people are parachuting in, yeah. and that's a narrative that they come up with. My narrative from somebody that's been paying attention to college basketball, that watched the 2016-17 Gonzaga Bulldogs, which is a team that was loaded, like, if they lose, yeah. it's the same narrative for me with Gonzaga. Because I feel like they should always win it. I feel like they were always a team that is talented enough to win it. That's the first thing I said when the tournament kicked off. I want this narrative to stop about Mark Few can't win it. Mm -hmm. And once again, because it's been consistent with them. It's been something we've talked about. I mean, I go back to their 2016-17 team. Do you know who was on that team? That team in today's field would have been undefeated. Yeah. Okay? Rui Hachimura. 
Shimit Kornowski, who's a seven-footer, a mountain masquerading as a man, as my man Seth Greenberg would say. <laughs> you had Zach Collins who was on that team. Good player. A beast, right? I mean, yeah. if he wasn't hurt with Stay Portland. Stay healthy, right? Yes, He'd be an exactly. Yeah. You had Nigel Williams-Goss, who was a transfer, who was a beast as a guard. Josh Perkins can shoot the three. You had Norvell, who can knock down threes, defender. They would have been undefeated this year, too, in college basketball. Yeah. They, didn't get, they didn't get it done. They lost. And you know what it was? It was big for the first, like, two, three months. People were mad about it. And then they went back to the Northwest, and it was like, all right, mm -hmm. next year college basketball. Yeah. Gonzaga will be back. They but went like, into hibernation yeah, you know, right, and come back. It's not the same, like, not the same anger that you would have for Kentucky or having Blue Purdue. Blood. Like, they're not right. – you don't feel like they're villains. They, yeah, does that not, make they're, sense, they're not, you know, Yes, they're not hateable, right? Yes. Like, like, it's like you don't know who to hate. And listen, I'm a listen. my name is Buck Nasty. I'm the original hater. I just hate to hate. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't. I can't find anything to be hateable other than the mustache, you know what I'm saying, other than the, than the handlebars. But when you when you look at the field, I take the field. I wonder at what point, mm, you know, when they get into the a tight game, because everything's been so so easy cruising. At what point do they get in a tight game where they never been there before and somebody's hitting big shots? That's what I worry about because right now it's no pressure on them, right? It's never any pressure on them, right? Because everybody likes them, right? Nobody's hating on them. Nobody's gunning for them. You know, so I wonder if they get in a tight game and the other team is knocking out shots and they have to dig deep. I want to know if this team can dig deep when they've never had to dig deep all season long. Once again, that's the same narrative that we've always spoken about with Gonzaga, right? Look at what they did non-conference. Oh, they, they beat Kansas. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah. they, they beat Iowa. Well, they, they smoked Kansas, all those. Crazy. Yeah, they beat UVA. Yeah. Right? Wow, yeah, they're, they're ready. Then they go to the West Coast Conference, and then that narrative starts to build. Like, well, are they battle-tested? Right. Right? They're, even though they're, they're beating teams by 15, 20, like, they can score 110. They can, they can beat you by scoring 75. You know, will this pan out for them when they get to the tournament because of that? Bart, exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. Like, they haven't been in a lot of close dogfights. How will they answer the bell? Like, this is the same thing we've been talking about, it feels like, for 10-plus years about Gonzaga. I I'm get what saying. you're saying. But, Bart, yeah, Bart, you're the guy, famously, yeah. on the field. Sal Palantonio. Yes. And what did you say? Yeah. Somebody gonna take anybody can be beat, man. Right. And somebody's gonna take it personal and somebody's gonna put their best performance and the ball's just gonna be dropping. And then what's gonna happen when they gotta dig deep? I just saw the stat going on on the television while I was watching, where they just had their 25th straight double-digit win. Yes. Right? So like they haven't had to dig deep in grit. It's been all sunshine and roses. But what happens when that ball isn't going? Sorry. What happens when the, when the shots aren't falling? Right? So that's why I take the field, man, because it's, it's tremendous pressure when you're expected to win. And when you, that's why I say sometimes losing is good because it, it makes you recalibrate. And I, like I say all the time, when you lose, you have to analyze everything that contributed to the loss. When you win, things that can, get you, that, that can make you lose get swept underneath the rug. So that's, let's see how that works. That's what Tom Thibodeau always says. You win or you learn. Right, but the mm. problem is in single elimination, you win or you go home. Oh, exactly, and that narrative can look. Yeah, this ain't the best you might, out of seven. It you might believe that a couple of years ago that team, that squad was good, and they would they would win the championship this year. This year, your reasoning is exactly why I'm saying this is the year because of the field, because you've had double digit uh, five double digit seeds, seeds that 16. have advanced, that you've had these upsets, that there really isn't another team that you look at and think that's a squad. The Zags all year have been that squad. That's what they've been. So it's time for them, in my opinion. It is. It's time for them. Well, I mean, they win 87-71 over Oklahoma. I, I, I've been saying it's time for them for a while, though. I, I so get I, it, I've been on that same boat. I'm with you again. I'm going to say the same thing again. I so, picked the, so Zags the Zags to win. Zags are the field. I'm taking the Zags. I took the Zags. 
at the beginning of the tournament. Yeah, me too. It's in my bracket. I mean, I got any other pick right, damn it. But I picked Gonzaga <laughs> to win the whole thing. I'm buck nasty. I'm hating. I'm going with the field. <laughs> okay. I, 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 like I can under, see that I like too. Underdog, Look, you know it, I mean? it is it is obviously a different kind of tournament. It is a different kind of environment. They're in a bubble. There's no going back to school. Like Jay, you talked about, you move on, you get to go go back to school for like a couple of days, yeah. and it's you're celebrated and all that stuff. And, and that, that is that's big for some. Uh, their next game, Creighton. Right now, obviously, a lot of people know about what happened with Creighton this year and yeah. their head coach, right. Coach McDermott. The use of the word plantation. Mm -hmm. yeah. He has apologized. They suspended him for a game. We had Bell Ackerman on, the Big East commissioner. She talked about she would have handled it differently. But with all that being said, they're a hell of a basketball team, man. Yeah. They can play, right? So, I mean, that's a five seed. That's going to be one of their first big-time, big-time tests. And if they're able to get by that, then you have USC or Oregon. USC beat Oregon already this year. USC has a guy named Evan Mobley and his, and his brother. I mean, they're talented. Andy Infield's team is talented. They were my dark horse to move forward. Like, so, so, yes, they should win, but we know how the tournament goes, is, is guys. That, is that the team that's left with a star? Is that the only one that has a star? Well, that's, that's a whole other conversation. Right, I mean, we'll get into that because we yeah. debated that yesterday for a while, and it's a true thing, again, about what's going on in the tournament this year. Like I said, it's been fun. It absolutely has. The first weekend was great. It's what we missed last year, but now it's winning time. Now it's real, and that's mm -hmm. why we got to start talking about Gonzaga as, as the team that is the obvious favorite. Can they get it done for the Hard first time? Hard to hate time? on that's them when there's nothing so hateable about you, them. At KeyJNZ on Twitter. More punchable faces. <laughs> Who are you? I'm tell you. <laughs> By the way, that was straight talk. By the way, I should talk wireless. No contract, no compromise. So, again, we're asking on Twitter, at KeyJNZ. Who are you taking to win the NCAA tournament after the round of 32? You want Gonzaga or the field? That's what it is. Right now, 59.5% say Gonzaga. Yeah. Call us. Weigh in. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. As we continue the conversation in sports, let's get to football. Is there one move? that the Seahawks could make to keep Russell Wilson, or at least try to keep him happy. That's after Jay has some straight talk. It's time for some straight talk. Look, your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it, right? So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, do yourself a favor. Just tune it out. With Straight Talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get their $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune into Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. I very much think, based on what Russell Wilson has said and what Seattle hasn't said, that a trade is still in the mix. I'm told that the Bears still are paying attention to Russell Wilson and have not abandoned hopes. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Seahawks want to replace Russell Wilson with one of the quarterbacks in this year's draft. They want to restart the rookie salary cap clock on their quarterback. I very much think, based on what Russell Wilson has said and what Seattle hasn't said, that a trade is still in the mix. I'm told that the Bears still are paying attention to Russell Wilson and have not abandoned hopes. KJZ, Barton Holland kicking it with Jay Will, ESPN Mm. Radio. It's that kind of morning. I'm already feeling Yeah, get that vibe going. People coming at you on Twitter. Yeah, how about you this? got something to say? How about this, by the way? Say it with your chest first. You better say just it checking, with your just chest. checking out Twitter. You know, just seeing because we, we wait, wait. We do before ask the you question. say this, do me a favor. What? Push your shoulders back, yeah. extend the chest, like and let it come from the inner self. Let's go, uh, MC Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> that's your wait. That's that's your MC name. See, MC done. Mayo. That's <laughs> messed up. He gave me that. That's <laughs> <laughs> How are you supposed to be? You can't be tough. Mayonnaise. Like, uh, reminds me of undercover brother. Mayonnaise. Uh, <laughs> it's like get hard. <laughs> right. The minute he says uh, that, it's like it just that takes that takes. You all lost the all your street cred. Done. MC Mayo That's lost it. all your Voice street cred. Voice gets thin. I got nothing. I got nothing. And I got this. All right. So so Zach decides this coming up. Me saying, uh, did did Alan Hunt really say if Zach Collins was healthy, he'd be an All Star? LOL. Hey Zach, you ever watch basketball? Try it. Start yes. there. Start there yes. and then try to come at me. Because if you ever saw Zach Collins play in the NBA while healthy, guys, smooth. Yeah. Play he that Ethan. Uh. Keep going. Adam. And get him. if he's healthy, get him. Get him. you know what Portland is? Yeah. Yeah. Portland's like a one yeah. or two seed in yeah. the West. Ooh. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got for you. Yeah. That's all you got. Yeah. See that? Do he I needs need that ether. Yeah. I, Do I, I need anything? What more? is he talking yeah. about? Smooth. If Nurkic and Zach Collins were healthy. With yeah, that team, you. with the way Melo's playing, Dame, yeah. CJ's back into yeah. the picture. Yeah. Are you kidding me? There'll be a top three seed in the West. But I will say this, Zach. Thanks for listening. Nah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Mayo, break them down to build Zach back up. No, I right. like that. That's what it's about. Also, it's about, like, I can't hear you, but you can still hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, there was another tweet I had to read about, but we'll get to that another time. We have a Twitter poll that is up. But we move on to uh, some NFL talks. So John Clayton said on 93.7, the fan in Pittsburgh, that Russell Wilson is still lobbying for the team to sign Antonio Brown. Hmm. So he still is trying to influence, right, the team, which is what he wants. He wants them to listen to some of the things that he needs. So what's going on here, Bart, between Russell Wilson and Antonio Brown, and what do you see? Because, you know, clearly Russ wants him in Seattle. What we saw from him in Tampa – you know, is he a superstar? Is he a stud wide receiver anymore? What he was in Pittsburgh, he's had a lot of issues off the field. Yeah. You know, he's he's had opportunities and then, you know, remember New England. Um, but what we saw in Tampa, does that tell you that there's still something there with Antonio Brown? And why would Russell Wilson want him in Seattle? Well, he's 33 years old, mm-hmm. right? 
But we have to start putting a lot of respect on Antonio Brown's name as not only just a great talent, but also one of the hardest workers in sports history. Like, his workouts are legendary, right? He's a guy that puts in a lot of work. He's a tremendous athlete. And at 33, he still has that short area quickness. He still has deep speed. And I think it was really tough for him because he tried to fit in and tried to, you know, find his place amongst all those other great receivers that he had. Um, against and, and also learning the system, but he played. But he played well. I think he did enough to earn another opportunity. And I think Russ is saying, "Listen, if y'all want Russ to cook, let me get some of the ingredients, right?" So put some respect on my name. Understand that I can keep this guy under control. We we brought in Flash Gordon, so it's not like we haven't brought people in with checker uh, pa- pass before. Work out. Well, it didn't work out well. But you know, Antonio Brown understands that this is his last opportunity. He's a Super Bowl champion now. I think he knows if he goes there. Listen, Russ has been 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 um, you know trying to get him to come. Out there for a couple of years now and you know you talk about okay you got Lockett who's a deep threat down the field you have Metcalf that can run the whole route tree but is a beast has a huge catch radius and you put a guy like Antonio Brown and now it allows you to go three wides right last year like you, you look at what Seattle offense was it was a lot of running and a lot of you know down the hill two yards of cloud of dust it's time to open it up and, and, and modernize the um, you know their offense. You look at the rest. What's going on within the division, mm-hmm. right? You look at you. Know, Deshaun Jackson is thirty four years old as well. Thirty four years old, and they thought that he was good enough to just be you know a compliment to the other two receivers. He opens everything up because if you put Antonio Brown in a the slot, then he's the third. He's getting the third best corner that you got. He's getting your nickel, and I think that's a mismatch at Tony with Antonio Brown in the slot against your nickel and you know one on one in short area spaces running over routes, you know bubble screens and things of that sort with Metcalf on the same side, you know, looking like David Boston, you know, minus the juice, you know what I'm saying, blocking you down <laughs> into the ground. Jay, Jay, do you think, though, it, a move like this, let's say it happens. Let's say Seattle's, okay, we'll bring him in. Is that a way to appease Russ? Is this a way to say, you know what, let, let, let's start listening. Let's give you what you want. Is that I, a way? I just want to change the, the language that we're using towards Russ when we start saying appease like I don't think yeah. Carol's looking at trying to appease Russ I think they have to be in a room and collaborate together well clearly they don't this want is, to do that I, but, but this is I what you have to start doing you have to start inching towards that right so right. it's give a little bit take a little bit and right. I my thing is I think Antonio Brown is a good move look there are two things that he proved last year number one no big distractions off the field right or on the field yep. he was nice and easy right number two like, he was still an impactful player. I mean, he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like, so I, I think those two things speak for itself. Salary-wise, he's easy on the cap. Man, he, he made 750k last year, base salary. Yeah. $2.5 million in incentives. You can do almost the same thing yeah. with him this year. Makes him a good behavior. Make and this is behave. the way you get mm-hmm. Russ to start inching towards you, Pete Carroll. But, yeah, like, just, let's go, you want to collaborate? Yeah. Let's yeah. let's work. What what else do you think you need? You can't Let say me, no to everything. That's what I'm saying. Let me tell yes you what I think you need, and let's find ways to collaborate together. I would change yeah. that because I don't want to yeah. use the word appease because that sets a wrong kind of. I wouldn't have used for them. Yeah. I get you. I wouldn't have used that word if that wasn't the original issue, right? True. Or, yeah. Like, didn't he go? He like, went in as the story feel. goes, that's walked in, said, "I want to be part of some decision making. I got yeah. some ideas," and they were like, "That's nice." Well, that's why Pete Carroll has we're to change that whole narrative. You have to change that. You have to do it slowly with Russell Wilson. I mean, that might keep him satisfied this year. But I think after after this year, once that big cap hit isn't there, the $39 million that they got to have, I think they're going to let him go. But this is kind of like the last hurrah because if you're signing Antonio Brown, he's only there with you for one year. Yeah. You only signed him on a one-year deal, so you get an opportunity. And they're, they're trying to appease him a little bit. They brought in Gabe Jackson. You know, they picked him up from the Raiders you know, as they decided to let people go. 
but I'm still concerned. We, everybody here in the metropolitan area understand what brand, the name Brandon Shell means, right? It means you go on night night. It means four. Like, look out. <laughs> like, because you're going to have instant pressure. And Chad Willer, you know, we're not going to talk about what he did off the field. Mm. But him on the field, he was just always got the front row seat to whoever's going to be the uh, Super Bowl MVP because he's a turnstop as well. Yeah, well, that's that's a name, certainly. Yeah, don't get enough We don't have enough time Chad to go Wheeler. into that because yeah, I'll lose no my damn about mind. That. No, me, me too as well. All right, let's get back into some college basketball so Jay can keep his mind instead of losing it. The biggest thing missing from this year's NCAA tournament, we had a great debate about this. It's not Duke or Kentucky. We'll talk about that after Jay has this from DraftKings. UFC 260 is a can't-miss event. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code KJZ to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's code KJZ, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The 15 seed is among the final 16 remaining. They knocked out Ohio State in the first round and now have knocked off Florida. NCAA Radio Network. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The dream run continues. The Gonzaga Bulldogs stay undefeated and go to the Sweet 16 for the sixth straight year. The Zags beat Oklahoma 87-71. Courtesy of Westwood One, NCAA Radio Network, March Madness rolls on as the first weekend is over. Gonzaga and Michigan both dance into the Sweet 16. Gonzaga remains the betting favorite. They remain undefeated. Let's go, Blue. Caesar Sportsbook by William Hill says they are the favorite to win it all. Will they? That's the question. On to football. Giants land cornerback Adoree Jackson with a three-year, $39 million deal. Bart, I think you're the one that brought that up the other day, right? Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter, and Bart Scott predicted it. Tree fell in the woods once again, Bart. Jackson started 41 of 46 games with the Titans, but a knee injury just before the start of last season limited him to just three games in 2020. 
Six more lawsuits filed against Deshaun Watson, including one alleging sexual assault in March of 2021. Yes, this month. The attorney representing the women, Tony Busby, has filed 13 lawsuits against Watson since last week. Busby told Fox 26 in Houston on Monday night that he filed a 14th lawsuit. It did not appear on the Harris County District Court website Monday night. Sports Center brought to you by Mako. Tax refunds are great for fresh starts, especially in 2021. Refresh your ride with your refund at Mako and make the year one you'll never forget. Head to Mako.com to get a free estimate today. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Luca, how do you sum up kind of the emotions of walking off the court today? Oregon, the number seven seed, knocks out the two seed. Kind of just all hit me at once. It was just upsetting to me. The dream run continues. Bulldogs stay undefeated. Man, it feels good to go to the Sweet 16. Who's going to beat this Gonzaga team? After a win, we celebrate hard, and we know how to have a great time. UCLA, the program's 21st Sweet 16. It might be something in the air. Hopefully we can keep things rolling for L.A. There to the Sweet 16 for the first time since 1974. Everything we've been through this year is for moments like this. Three-pointer for Brown. He got it. Michigan wins it over LSU. Florida State is going back to the Sweet 16. What a display for the Crimson Tide. They hit on all cylinders. Wow, this is just a wrecking ball. The Trojans, Dallas, Kansas. KJZ, we're about to do about it, Progressive we? Insurance. About to do it. We got to do it because it was too. It was too good when we did it. We just discussed it yesterday on a Zoom, and I was feeling it's Barton Hahn kicking it with Jay Will. <laughs> yes, you were not there, Bart. <laughs> oh, wait, night, night. I wasn't going to call you out for it. I was just going to let that sit. But all right, if you wanted to put yourself under the bus, you can certainly do that. As we're watching the tournament and we're watching the games, and we enjoy the first week of March Madness, the first weekend of it. We get caught up in the games and the fact that it, the games were back. That's the fun part. But I can't help but then become like that guy that now starts watching and you just say to yourself, who am I watching? We always ask, like, like, who are we going to get to know? Who are we going to be like, this dude, I can't wait to see him in the league? Like that stuff. That's what we talked about leading in. And is there anyone? Like, is there anyone? Look, look let's, let's also keep in mind that after the first weekend, we've already lost some of the, the player of the year. Luca Garza, out. He's out, right? Who else did we lose? The guy who we expect to go number one overall, Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Didn't really do much in the tournament, right? We have Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley for USC, but he's a Still big. There. He, the ball's not in his hands as much. It's not as exciting Hasn't to Hasn't jumped watch. off the page yet, yes. right? Even though USC's a really good team. No that doubt. hasn't jumped off the page. Right. Uh, who else? Io Desunmu. We talked to him, right, last week on the show. was very disappointing when they Thought lost. Thought he could be special. Masked Mamba, all that stuff. I'm going, I'm going Cameron Cameron. That's, that's my new guy. Cameron Crutwick? Cameron Crutwick, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, in... If you had to take one of the two Can on I, your team in the NBA, would it be Garza or Crutwick? You Crutwick. had to take one of them. You Crutwick. can't say neither. I would take Crutwick. I agree. Dancing better. Can, yeah. can I say, I think this is a major problem for college basketball. And you're, you're going to start to see a lot more of this with all the different avenues, yeah. G League, high school professional leagues, overseas. Mm -hmm. the, the talent that is being placed in different places makes it hard for the product like and and here's how people like just explain to people this is how it works in tv and this is how it works for you guys at home too like think about 2017-18 season right that was the year of trey young yeah. we followed everything trey young did if trey young 
sneezed. Yep. We were all over the sneeze. And we watched the rise <laughs> and we watched the fall. Yeah. You then follow that up after that. Think about it. R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson. Oh, man. If you were Duke to watch Duke this year, if you're tuning into Duke this year, you're like, yep. you're watching Duke the brand. You don't really know who plays there. You might know Jalen Johnson a little bit before he decided to opt out. But you're like, Duke the brand. Back then, you were watching Zion Williamson. Yep. Then it was Duke. Blockbuster talent that made you want yeah. to watch every single game. <laughs> Even after that, we got into the tournament. Think about this. Murray State, John Morant. Yeah. You wanted to watch blockbuster talent. Yeah. I'm looking through the tournament now. I watched all these games yesterday. Good teams, interesting stories, but I'm not hooked to it the way I was with yeah. big-time names. Like, there's not somebody that I want to see, like, whoa, I, I don't like that guy. I yeah. want to see him lose. Yeah. Or I like that guy. I want to see him win. No heroes, or, no or villains. Him, or him it, drafted on my team. It's more regionalized well, now. Well, see what Bart said. Your team, exactly. Is what happens. College basketball fans, you, you, you are, you're embedded in it, Jay. Like, yeah. it's, your, it's your life. You're in it. So you see it differently. Basketball fans, NBA fans, we parachute in. I'm the first to admit it. This yeah. is what we do. Because... Look, the team I follow, the team I cover, they're always normally in the we're in the, the, the convention of losers, which is called the lottery. And yeah. so this time of year is sort of like scouting season, right? Yep. Like, oh, okay, let's see who shows out and, you know, who could be that next player that the Knicks end up trying to draft in the lottery. This year, hopefully that's not the case. But you still watch. You still train to say, yeah. all right, let me see guys in the, in the big moments, see what they can do. At Katie Cunningham, I've been told all year, you know, I've caught a game here or there, but I haven't watched consistently. But it's like, man, you got to watch this kid. Watch him. He's going to shine. He's special. I saw him put up 30, 40. In the tournament, nothing. Yeah. Like, in the tournament, nothing. Like, it's just, wait, that guy's going number one? Here's the thing, too. So, if, you, if you know the name Jalen Suggs. Oh, yeah, we heard that name, Okay. Too. Yeah. But I guarantee you a lot of people don't know who the next best player is on Gonzaga. Unless you follow Gonzaga all year long. Exactly. I can talk about Corey Kispert all day long. Yeah. I can talk about Andrew Nimbard all day long. He transferred from Florida. Hey, I can talk about Timmy all day long, yeah. who's a beast down low. But it's not the same, it's right. not the same pop, pop to it. Yeah. Right. You don't know it. You're, just, you're trying to find out. And that doesn't get you enough to tune in all the time. So, so you think the college game is going to be diluted a little bit because you talk about the G League, you talk about... Well, Melo you know, went and played ball. overseas for Already two has years. Been. Right. Yeah. Already is. So now we're going to start seeing stories and we're going to start rooting for stories like the OB Toppins of the world, the guys that struggle to get a scholarship, moves in and plays for four years that come into the league and they're going to be older players. And are we going to start rooting for those type of stories now? Because now we're going to follow these guys from freshman year all the way into or, to the NBA. Can I add? Can I dare say? Or... Are we going through a lull when it comes to basketball talent right now? We don't have the next like Zion is probably the closest thing now since to school. the next LeBron or whoever's going to be the face of the NBA going forward. But as you're watching talent, you're saying good players. Nobody's saying bad, but when you're putting it up against greatest of all times, yeah. and we've had that connection from Magic and Bird to Jordan. Right, on and on to Shaq, Mello, to Kobe, the way Mello dominate the tournament, won a championship. You've had these guys come through, and you just had that like this guy's going to dominate the league. This guy's going to dominate the league. Who is it? Can I give you one sentence that epitomizes everything? And he's had an incredible college career. Luca Garza, who is National Player of the Year, <laughs> may not get drafted. Let me repeat that. Yeah, Luca Garza who may win Broke National Player of the Year, is probably the favorite, Broke record, may not right. get drafted. We're talking about him middle to late second round or not get drafted. Like, that epitomizes how this college basketball season is. Once again, good talent, mm -hmm. yeah. but, like, not those people that you're like, I just can't wait Special. to see you play every night. That's it. Now, there is one guy, though, 
that's playing right now. But you got to admit, it's a pretty special story. Oral Roberts yeah. guard Max Asmus. Yes. Special, right? Leading and, and, scorer in the nation. Right. And what do you put? At, at 29 in the first tournament. Get 26. So he, he's coming into the tournament and he's getting buckets. He's giving buckets to Ohio State. Yeah, and no, no doubt. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, and letting everybody know who he is. And he said this um, last week about the idea that nobody knows really who he is or his school. But yet his game is the type that once everybody watches it, you might start saying to yourself, oh, he reminds because we love doing the comparisons. He reminds me of this guy. He reminds me of Steph Curry. He's a lot like Trey Young. He could be, you know, John Morant. Mm. So Aceman says this. I've kind of looked at it. Steph Curry, John Morant, they had great tournaments. Now remember, both guys played mid-major. Steph Curry at Davidson, Ja at Murray State. He said, so I mean, it's kind of one of the things you think about. But for me, I'm just staying within the offense and just doing my role, whatever the team needs me to do. Well, clearly they need him to score. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah. These, this, that, this is a player that more eyes on him, the yeah. more you start to wonder, can he do it at the next level? And he's a guard, Jay, too. Jay, exactly. Jay, and, and in today's game, that a scoring guard, especially one that can shoot with unlimited range like he can, or at least is starting to prove he can, you know, those guys get a lot of attention. So, Jay, is he somebody as a sophomore? that you could see making that leap, that he could be one of those special players that gets into the league. And we say 10 years later, remember when he was at Oral Roberts and they went on that run? Can he be that guy? I, I mean... I'm not saying superstar. I, I don't see saying, him being drafted in the first round. Yeah. Are you asking me that right now? I yeah. don't see him being drafted in the first round I think I am comparing right the class that he's six. You know, up. people forget Steph Curry's 6'4". Is he? Right. Yeah. He's like six, well, see, this no. is what happens. He see, just looks small. You start seeing guys on the court and yeah. you start saying comparatively to other players. Right, like when yeah. you see Steph next to Draymond yeah. or Steph next to Clay, who's six seven, six yeah, eight, right. or KD, who's like close to seven damn feet, <laughs> you're like, oh, he looks tiny. Right, right. Oh, he's I legit 6'3 he and a half, 6'4. Mm -hmm. And that's a yep. – so six one, I think he can exist. But are you, are you drafting him in the first round to be your go-to scorer? Yeah, you got to be special with that. I kind of see high. him like – Maybe that's a guy that can spend time at the G League. You have to earn it, can build his way up. Now, look, I, maybe he can get drafted. He's got, he's got two years left of college. Yeah, he can stay in college. He can, he, yeah. But we've seen a lot of guys, like, have incredible college career. Norris right. Cole, right? Incredible college career, can make a team, but it's a little bit of a, a challenge. I mean, mm -hmm. the league is getting taller, yeah. longer, mm -hmm. more athletic. I'm not saying yeah. that Max Aspens doesn't have a chance. Yeah. It's just going to be a little bit more challenging for him. I, I got to say, Jay, when I met you, you made me feel better about myself. I, I hate like, you. Oh. I hate you now. See, once again, there goes the height joke. We already did the height comparison thing. Jay, Jay been coming in with heel lifts because he's a little taller than me now. He's been coming with heel lifts for the last two weeks. I'm like, hold up, Jay. Hold up. We were just I've been putting extra soles in the shoe. Yes. But I tell you what, the last, the last small dude I was really excited about, like I said, because I'm a casual, I, listen, I admit that, was Carson Edwards, man. Like, he was the most exciting go. thing okay. I ever saw. He came out looking like a tailback coming around the corner, man, with them little bow legs, man. I was talking about it yesterday. He's probably about 6'8". You know what I mean? If they straighten them legs, they'll get them some Buster Browns, man. And here's a guy who can absolutely go, right? He can absolutely go. And, he's and just, what has he done in the league? And well, I mean, he's still finding time here. It's just that's that's exactly my point, though. Right. It, it, look, and it, this is not weird, not knocking college basketball players. We love the product. Yeah. I love the teams. But it's like I found myself tuning in more for the coach and the program this year instead right. of for the player. Yeah, the brand names. Yeah. It's always about brand names, right? It's always about that. And, and I think that's my maybe why. Look, there were how many games on last night? Four? And, yeah. And I'm, I'm flipping back and forth trying to you know keep up with the games. And what was I drawn to? Jamon Howard, Michigan. 
Yep. I was drawn there. I was drawn because oh, I know I'd like to see them do well. I'd like to see him do well. Like, Juwan, like that's yeah. a good story. So I'm drawn there because other games just tend to be. I don't know who that guy is. Now Mobley's another guy I wanted to watch him. Right? I, I did. I wanted to you know watch, see what he can do. But and it's not a knock. It's not a. It's not trying to be disrespectful because you still are appreciating the games, the efforts, the performances. All that stuff is right. great. But like I said. Once the first round is over, okay, now we get real. Right. And as we're looking at these players and we're trying to think about where do they go from here after all this, because this is special, the whole country's watching, who are the guys that jump off the page and make you say, I'm going to remember when he had this run. I'm going to remember yeah. well, what he was doing, like, like Steph of, Curry did with Davidson. A part of me wanted to see tournament. LSU win that game just because Cameron Thomas is a special player. I mean, he had 30 last night. I think he had like 19 or 20 in the first half. But it's, once again... SEC, LSU, like, you know, Will Wade, that team has had some issues here and there back in the day. Like, it's not a name. To me, mm. I know the name. But to the casual basketball fan, right. well, you don't know who Cameron Thomas is. When you hear LSU, you, you're, you're thinking it's football. Like, like that's the other thing about football school. It's you like know, Bama, right? Alabama. Like, yeah. They're going to reach now. the Final Four this year. Well, I really think they're time. that talented, yeah. NATO's team. But if you don't think Alabama basketball, you automatically think Nick Saban. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what NATO's is certainly trying to change. But it, it doesn't change the way we feel. Again, it doesn't change the way we feel about the tournament. Yeah. It's not about the tournament. This, is, this was a debate we talked about yesterday, and it just continues off the idea of the next ones at the highest level, which is the NBA. This is normally has been the feeder system for the league, but as we're seeing over the last couple of years, it's starting to change. LaMelo Ball played two years professional. Like now the G League is offering opportunities for players out of high school. You don't have to go to college. Come here. You get paid. Jalen Green should have been in college basketball this year. Played, He's right? going to be a top 10 NBA draft pick. He's been playing in the G League. He's I mean, playing this well. is, yes, this is what's happening to the game. Yeah, there's no doubt. Name and likeness. That. No doubt about that. That's true, too. Yeah, well, that, well, can I say something? Yeah. That's a business move that you feel like the NCAA should do because have. that would make the playing field more even for the top-tier talent to say, okay, I, I can do this for a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I want to do this for I a year. I get money and I, I can earn. have the college experience yes. at the same time. Best of both Just worlds. Just saying. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Barton Hahn kicking it with J. Will. We're brought to you by Indeed as a business owner. Time is your most valuable resource. That's why Indeed has Instant Match. Post a sponsored job and Indeed instantly searches millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates who best fit your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. You guys ready to do some A to Z? Let's do it. Let's do it. From A to Z. Hey. You like this? So we're talking college basketball, right? Yes. So there's a game yesterday, Troy, this is women's basketball now in the tournament. Troy plays the two seed, the 15 versus two. Troy is 15, Texas A&M is the two seed. Troy loses 84-80 in a heartbreaker. Watch this play. That's oh, an inbound. Oh my goodness. Yeah, for those obviously on radio, you can't watch it, so I'll explain. An inbounds pass goes into the back court. Player catches it, taps it, it goes half court. She dribbles it across the timeline. That is a backcourt violation, right? Yep. That's not even the worst thing that happened on that play, by the way. The officials did not call it a backcourt. They just called the foul. They missed the call. Clearly, they missed the call. Why the A&M player was running to the backcourt and kept running? Why a teammate went ahead of her as if to say, here, throw it down the court to me? I can't explain that part of it. Well, I mean, well, she was trying to catch the ball, yeah. and the ball got she, she lost it. control of yeah. it. So right. she started Taps running it. towards it. 
I mean, that's a clear. Why is the teammate running ahead? That's a clear backcourt violation. Yeah. Clear. No, no doubt about it. It's right in your face. That's like the PI call that you had against you know, uh, the Saints. The Saints. Yeah. It's like right there. You're looking at it. You're staring at it. And yeah, the exactly. fact that they didn't review this, crazy. This is the thing. I, this is where I invoke Stephen A. Smith. Stay off the, the weed, weed <laughs> man. Well, maybe they needed the weed for the glaucoma. <laughs> that cataracts here's, off my eyeball. Here's what the play sounded like on ESPN2. Wells to inbound, oh ball goodness. is down, and a foul. Was that not an over and back? It looked like the ball was touched on one That's side what of the Troy's court. asking for. Uh, it looks like she touched it here. Touched it on this side of the court, hit off of her hand, dribbles it. Yes. Uh, what are we calling here? What's the call? Troy got robbed. Asking got robbed. the question, Beth Moens, with the play-by-play. -play. What's the call? Yeah, backcourt. But you, but you know how the, the how the Texas A&M players know that they got away with one because they're smiling and laughing as they're walking off. Like, oh yeah, they know. Woo! I, we almost blew that one. I, I don't know why. Why? Why do you not review that call? Yeah. We spend so much time reviewing calls that don't even mean close to that. Now, 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 Shonda Rigby is the the coach of Troy in the press press conference afterwards. As we're showing on video, she's pleading with the official, like, "How did you not see it?" Here's her take on the no call. It just looked like that she touched it and then it went at back court. It just looked very evident. If that was the correct call, and if, if we would have gotten that call, I don't think there's any way we would have lost the game. I mean, I agree. touches her hands, touches the court before she the timeline, then dribbles over the timeline. A teammate runs ahead of her. I still don't understand I the teammate it, I part of it. I thought it was a fast break the other way. I, I did, too. That's why. Maybe the official got, like, brain-locked. <laughs> they just, they still would have needed to score. They were down two points in that yeah. game. So, But still, the call, that's outrageous, man. That's hard. They also called the charge, by the way. So the officiating, Troy, I can un I can understand. You're a Knicks fan. You I can re relate to Troy right now. Yes, Jay. <laughs> misery yes, Jay. relating to yes, misery. Jay. The official also called the charge in the final minute against Troy with the Trojans down two. So, you know, that one also could have been a block. Officiating very A little push in the back. Julius Randle. Well, you you don't make that, that call. You don't just don't call it. Let don't him play. Oh. Game's been physical the whole game. I get it, Alan. I see and I feel your frustration. I'm sorry for your Knicks, and I'm sorry for Troy. You got to learn how to close out games. You know what I'm saying? That's rough, yeah. Uh, another thing to discuss here, and there was some sad news yesterday in the world of basketball and in the NBA as well. Basketball Hall of Famer Elgin Baylor passed away at the age of 86. The Lakers said that Baylor died on Monday of natural causes in Los Angeles. An 11-time All-Star, a 10-time All-NBA selection, 14 seasons with the Lakers, 1958 to 1971. He was also a GM of the Clippers for many, many years. He had a 71-point game, November 15th, 1960. Became the first player in NBA history to score 70 points uh, in a game. 61 points in an NBA Finals game is still an NBA record. 61 points in an NBA Finals game. This was a superstar. Jerry West, a teammate of his, uh, discussed Elgin Baylor and, and how what he did to put the Lakers on the map. This is from Mason in Ireland on 710 ESPN LA. During that era, heck, we were on the last page of the newspapers. I, I can remember very vividly our first few years uh, in a sports sports arena. You'd go there and the people would be rooting for other teams. And it wasn't until a while, until we started getting in the playoffs, and that seems to uh, kind of uh, get people's involvement going. There seems to be more interest that during those playoff uh, periods, uh, uh, fans started turning out 
and of course he was, you know, he was the king of the hill. It was a great one. Passed away, age of eighty-six. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Barton Hahn with J. Will, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. So the current Lakers right now, as they mourn the passing of Elgin Baylor, um, are trying to figure out where they go from here. With LeBron's injury and Anthony Davis's injury, the Nets now have become the consensus favorites to win the NBA title. Multiple sportsbooks now have made the Nets the odds-on favorite, uh, passing the Lakers. Brooklyn has won 15 of the last 17 games. And they have been great, and they've been without Kevin Durant this whole time. They're in second place in the East, one game back of the Sixers. With the Lakers, who were the, the team that everybody thought was going to win it all, are they going to, like, like, where do they go from here if they're going to be without? Woj told us three weeks to maybe a month with LeBron alone. Yeah. With those two guys out, how fast can the Lakers suddenly drop in the West because the West is so tough? Could they find themselves in that 7-10 bracket? Could they really find themselves forced to have a play-in? Well, look, as of yesterday, the Lakers were only two. There were three teams within two and a half games from the Lakers. Right. Two of those teams, Denver and the Trailblazers, both lost last night. So that moves that back a little bit. But here, here's why it's actually feasible to see. Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Colwell-Pope, good players. Mm -hmm. Dennis Schroeder is a really good player. Yep. All those other guys are kind of ancillary players. They're not used to being the guy. You're in a daunted Western Conference where on the back end, they have one of the most difficult schedules left in the game of basketball. Yeah. If you're telling me LeBron James could be out for two to three weeks, that's what they're saying the timetable is. Now, I think or, he's superhuman. Or, or, or a month. I think he's superhuman. I think he could be back before then. But yeah, let's say on the safe side, you're saying two to three weeks. AD's been out since February 14th. It's been five and a half weeks, right? Like, we're trying to figure out timeline on that. It's easy to see them drop. I mean, out of their next 10, 15 games, if they drop seven or eight, they could be in that six, seven seed range. Well, you could be talking about the Lakers playing in the playing tournament for sure. I like, I like to put the spotlight on people, right? Because if they are going to stay afloat, who has to step up? We've been talking about Kuzman as being the third guy or being the third wheel of the big three. And can he step up and do enough to have them eke out a couple of games to help them stay afloat? Montres Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, Morris. Dennis Schroeder, Contavious yeah. Caldwell Pope. You need your core guys now. Can they play as now. a team? I mean, well, they have to the defend best, as a team. They are the best defense in the league, yes. defensive rating, and that's now going to be the calling card. That's what it's going to have to be. They're going to have to grind it out for a while until the stars get back. But it will be interesting to see where they end up when LeBron and AD are back. Meanwhile, back to college basketball. The Big Ten. How big are they, really? Disrespectful. 